Welcome to another episode of the Army in Time podcast. Sorry about the absence. I uh, I was in a very uh, last minute exercise, and I brought this up before. You know, I was going to record the day right after I came back from the exercise, but it didn't work out. Uh, for those of you in the military, you know we have to do recovery tasks and all that stuff. So. It didn't work out, but here we are. Now, it was, it, I mentioned this before, I'm in G6, so I'm at the division level. So <laughs> it was a whack exercise anyway, but very last minute, for whatever reason, you know, officers, field grade officers love to get together and think that they need to feel like they're Rambo again, you know? So they love to put up some exercises and, we call it warfighters, right? Which it sounds like a cool name, but in reality, it's just a bunch of nerds who go to the field, sit in a tent, and simulate uh, war games. It's not even war games. They simulate war games, right? So it's, uh, it's pretty trash. But um, So I sit there in the field and pretty much didn't do anything. But... It was a partner exercise, and it was on um, classified environment, so I couldn't have my phone. I couldn't post a lot. It was pretty hard getting to stay in touch with everything that was happening in the watch world and be able to post. So because of that, there you go. That's why I didn't post an episode in two weeks, and that's why... Um, I was kind of a ghost in the last couple of uh, of weeks, but I'm back. Thankfully, I've been recycling this uh, this episode <laughs> since since they told me I was supposed to go to the field. So now this episode is is based on the episode that the Cool Podcast did, right? <laughs> the the Riches Radio guys, the the Whiskey and Watches, Spirit of a Time podcast, um, the those those podcasts, they uh, they they came up with this episode about watches that you would have bought if you didn't buy what you have, right? So obviously, I'm not gonna go through all of my watches. Or every watch that I have bought, but um, that's what it's based on, right? It's not exact copy because I don't want um, the Reese Cheese guys to sue me. <laughs> but you know, um, I want to. I wanted to. I thought it was a really cool subject. I thought I thought it was a really cool topic, something to go out of, and uh, I wanted to base it on that. But since I didn't want to be straight the same. I went with, if I take some of my watches, right, and I'm going with the latest ones that I have bought, if I take those watches and I make them all U.S. watches, so watches from U.S. companies, I get it. Look, it's not going to be watches made in the U.S. 100%. Uh, we all know that the U.S., you know, 
watch manufacturing is not something that is like in in Japan or it is in Switzerland or it is in uh, Germany. But I do want to go with American companies. So out of all the majority of the micro brands, but American companies are in the U.S., doesn't matter where they made their watches. Some of them are going to be made in, in, um, in obviously, a variety of cases that come from Asia and, you know, movements that come from Switzerland or Japan. But they're designed here, they're elements from here, they're regulated here, and the company's based here. So I thought it would be pretty cool to try to come up with some of the watches that I would buy to replace the ones that I have bought within the last year. So, um, yeah, I, I thought it was a pretty cool topic. So that's what we're going with. Now, before I start, you know, I, I apologize too because last weekend I was supposed to be, you know, with Jason on Government Cheese Time and... I just couldn't make it. My son uh, broke his arm, so I wasn't able, very conveniently, a couple of hours right before the, the episode, so I wasn't able to record with Jason. So I apologize, Jason, but I watched the episode from the hospital, and he did an amazing job. You guys supported him, so I appreciate that. And yeah, I appreciate you, Jason, for real. But now, back to what we're doing this week. For the watches that I decided to, I guess, you know, replace in the alternate world, um, I am doing the Tissot Seastar. And that one I haven't bought within the last year, but I thought it's one of those watches that um, I kind of use a lot still right now. So the Tissot Seastar... The Grand Seiko GMT, which that one was hard, okay. Zodiac, the skin diver that I, I bought. The Tissot PRX, another one that I just think is unique. I haven't, I didn't buy it within the last year, but I think it's unique. So um, I wanted to try to come up with something to replace that. The Oris Aquas, which I didn't buy, but I won within the last year. Um, one of my Cassiokes. And the note is deep. So, yeah, I thought that was a pretty cool list to go through and see what um, what I'm going to replace it with. So hopefully you guys enjoy it and let's get to it. Now, for the Tissot C-Star, I thought, okay, so this watch is a little chunky, right? It's, it's probably my, it's, it is my biggest watch right now. It's, it's a big watch. But it's a very robust watch. It's a diver. Uh, it can take a beating. I have used it for a lot of stuff uh, that I thought it would make a stop, and it hasn't. So I wanted to go with something that that was very tool. And um, I think I came up with a great option, right? The Resco Instrument Stainless White Hooper, right? So... A lot of you know Resco Instruments. I have 
praised them in the past. I think they're a great brand. They're doing a lot of good stuff. Their watches are, some elements come from Switzerland, a lot of them. And, uh, but it's an American company, right? And on top of that is a veteran-owned company. So good old Navy SEAL, one of badass watches that could withstand the Navy SEAL lifestyle. Boom, Resco Instruments is born. And um, I think it's a great brand. Now, they have a variety of watches that go from the Gen 1 Patriot, the Gen 2, the Black Frog. They do some custom work. They have the Kaufman, the, Man the Manus, the Artac, GMT, Sea Pearl, UDT, and the one that I think would be the one that I will buy to replace my Tissot Sea Star is the Hooper, right? So the Hooper has this funky funkiness to it. It's it's kind of like a like a Seiko turtle, right? So it has that type of case, uh, very short lug to lug in comparison to the di diameter of the watch. So you get that same style that your Seiko turtle would have, but it's 40 millimeters of diameter. So it's not a huge watch, but it looks robust, right? For those of you that haven't seen Resco, go to Resco Instruments page. They all their watches look very robust. They're not huge watches. They I think the biggest one they have is 44 millimeters, if I remember correctly. But the Hooper is 40 millimeters. The Gen the the Patriots the Gen One and Two are 42 millimeters. So those are more classical uh, case styles, but they're very blocky. Resco used very blocky uh, cases, but this one is very different. It has some funkiness to it. That that kind of style that Again, the, the Seiko Turtle has, it has a 12, 9, and 6 numerals, markings for everything else. At the 3 o'clock, it has the date, and this is a white dial with a white uh, color match window, and then everything else is black with a 15-minute counter for the diving vessel on silver. It looks extremely good, different. The, the case has an, a, a really good finishing. I love the way they put the the trident on the on the crown. Uh, it, it makes it pop really nicely. Uh, I like the white dial. I just overall I think it's a great watch. It's stainless steel, 200 meters of water resistance, uh, matte white dial, super luminova. It has a movement that is the ETA 2824. So pretty much. You know, <laughs> the the bulk of, of ETA movements out there. So 2824, dome sapphire crystal with single inner uh, and a reflective coating, 20 millimeter spring bar, uh, lug is um, uh, 20 millimeters. I, I don't know what I was, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> ESL. <laughs> so 20 millimeter, uh, 20 millimeter spring bar, lugs, and yeah. It comes on a nylon, nylon strap. They sell additional straps. But I think this is a, a, an amazing watch that I would buy and instantly put it on a probably, honestly, the that the one that I think would look the best is the Decon 2 from AWWC. But even the one that I have on the TSOC Star, which is the Erica's original elastic Swick uh, strap, 
I think that's a great colorway for this. So it would go great for, uh, with either or. But um, yeah, I think this is a great watch to replace that. Loom is really good. Um, and then the case back is not uh, see-through. It's um, just still, it has Resco on it, Trident, and it says Hooper um, at the bottom. So really cool. I think it's a it's it's a great watch. And honestly, I mean, thirteen hundred bucks. Uh, we we know Resco produce really quality move, um, watches. They utilize supply chains are um, the same as some of the biggest brands in Switzerland. So they're not going to be uh, cheap watches. But thirteen hundred dollars, I think, is an amazing value for this watch. Uh, so yeah, this is a, a, a this is what I would choose. To replace my Tissot C Star, which um, you know is is one of those watches that I probably have had the some of the longest, and uh, I love it. But I think this watch would be great to replace that one. So, if you haven't seen the side profile, looks really good. The way the finishing is, it has a little bit of polishing in, in, uh, in the corners of the casing, but majority of it is uh, is brush. So, looks really good, really good. I think that would be, and the thing that I like about that makes it even more funky, like when you look at the dial on the top, it says Resco, but it says it kind of like, I don't know, I, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's, it's kind of like stretching in the corner, up in the corners, so it's, it's you know, weirdly uh, printed in there, um, and yeah, that's uh, it's a great watch. The bottom it says Coronado USA instead of made in Switzerland. So there you go. American watch. <laughs> All right. So for my next watch, this was one of the hardest, honestly. My Grand Seiko GMT. This was one of the hardest. And the reason for it is because, I, look, I'm a Grand Seiko fanboy. And this is something that... Honestly, I don't see myself replacing with anything. So it was really hard, you know. But one thing I didn't want to do was to replace it with, you know, or the main reason why I wanted to do this with U.S. brands was because it forces me to choose something from a different brand, right? Except one, and you'll see later. <laughs> but, you know, it forces me because honestly, I can't. I can't say, oh, I'm going to replace it with another Grand Seiko just because I'm a fanboy, right? That would be cheating. So, <laughs> so you know, but at the end of the day, I, I don't know. I just, I'm in love with that watch. So I don't see myself replacing it with anything. I don't think I thought about buying anything else other than that when I was going to buy that. So it, it it's hard. But what I did was I went back and I said, okay, the quality of Grand Seiko is what made me a fanboy, honestly. Um, a lot of their watches have not changed in a long time, especially those GMTs, the GMT that I have. Um, they have Dunham and, and, you know, Automatic and Quartz, but they haven't changed a lot. And majority of what they do is GMTs. Right. So it, it's not something I'm a diver guy. So it is 
falling in love with their divers when they're 50 millimeter <laughs> diameter is it's kind of hard you know but for not the non-risk gifted people like jason <laughs> but you know for the rest of us it's kind of hard so honestly what made me fall in love with grand seca was the quality of the watches you know the the finishing the the way the finishing is applied there is no imperfections in those watches man and it, you know the feel of them are, are great the balance everything and it's just it, it made me a fanboy so it was hard so I, when i said okay i like him because of the quality i looked at the all of the u.s brands and i said what's a brand in the u.s that is known for high quality not for their value on prices maybe not for you know a lot of different models or you know this crazy innovation or whatever but for quality period and i think that's monta right monta is a, a san louis uh based company and i think that you know everyone has the nose monta knows that they're very high quality watches so the prices are a little bit higher but i think they're great watches and I decided I'm going to go with Monta to replace my Grand Seiko uh, GMT. Now, this is where it gets tricky, right? I could have gone and replaced my Grand Seiko GMT with a Monta GMT. But I didn't. Because the one I love from Monta is the Ocean King, right? The diver. So for my Grand Seiko GMT, I'm switching it up, not doing GMT on this one. And I'm, getting, I'm replacing it with a Monta Ocean King. And this is a beautiful watch. Beautiful watch. The case style on these watches are very Tudor-esque. So, um, very close to that design of case. And, uh, and just a plain, simple, beautiful, very well-made watch. You know, if you never tried a Monta or, you know, handle a Monta, their finishing is really great. Uh, the way the finishing is applied, just kind of like what, how I fell in love with, with Grand Seiko. Um, they don't have a lot of different watches, but the Ocean King, beautiful. I mean, beautiful. You get a, a couple of different um, dial colors, but this is a, you know, the one that, that I love, very classic. Black dial, the bezel is black ceramic. Movement is a Monta Caliber M22. So technically, in between quotations, a um, in-house movement, which is another thing, right? The movement to choosing Monta because Grand Seiko is known for their movements, right? They make amazing movements, whether it's quartz, whether it's, you know, automatic, or whether it's spring drive. So, you know, I think my Grand Seiko, the whole time I have had it, has lost honestly it's like minus one second so <laughs> on the whole time so you know it's amazing movement so the same thing with this you know it's a u.s company making in-house in between quotations uh monta caliber uh, or their own calibers in-house calibers uh m22 um and then it's 300 meters of water resistance the case is 40 and a half which the grand seiko is 39 and a half 
uh, case thickness is 12 millimeter, uh, lug to lug is 48 millimeters, and lug width is 20 millimeters. So very, you know, easily to get straps and stuff. But the hands, you know, sore hands, they're the loom is great it looks amazing it's blue color loom um i mean just very well executed uh dive bet diving vessel 15 minute marks the numbers on the vessel are more rolex style um and the clasp on it is very rolex style so if you're a fan of rolex uh bracelets and and, and clasp uh or slash tutor this is something that would be very reminiscent of it. Um, I mean, it's the bezel, 120 uh, clicks. The the bracelet, you know, is a is a clasp that is supposedly developed by uh, Monta. I don't know the Monta people. I haven't talked to them a lot, so couldn't tell you if all of that is, you know, 100% truth or a play of words, but. It has a lot of micro adjustment on the clasp, which is really good. A lot of people love that. Um, and it's the trifold uh, type of clasp that Rolex employs a lot. So pretty cool. Um, again, a, a play of polishing and, and, and a brush. Really good looking. Angles look really good. So yeah, I think this is um, pretty cool. Super Luminova. You know, hands are Swiss-made, rhodium-plated. So, um, very, very good-looking. Power reserve is 56 hours. Uh, is, is, in my opinion, amazing power reserve. I don't think... I, I mentioned this before. I think, um, especially for us that have a lot of different watches, it really... I don't know. It doesn't really matter that much because you're going to be rotating anyway. But, Yeah. Really cool, uh, really cool watch. The bracelet does taper, so that's really cool. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's what I would replace my Grand Seiko with, Ocean King from Monta. If you haven't, uh, and this is date at six o'clock. So, if you haven't, uh, this is two thousand two hundred dollars, a little bit on the high end, but again, it's to replace the Grand Seiko, so something a little bit more high caliber, you know. It is what it is. Now, moving on. For my next watch is the Zodiac. Oh, man. For my Zodiac. <laughs> so, for my Zodiac, you know, I have the Skin Diver. No date. But... I wanted, you know, the the watch that I chose is not a skin diver, but it's also no date. And we actually talked to these guys, Cody, Jason, and me talked to these guys uh, in government cheese time. And it's the Forcher, Forcher um, watches. So Forcher, the 5517 Mark II is the one that I chose. And this is, again, a very Tudor style case. But this is drill lugs, very tool looking, you know, it's, it's blue dial, blue bezel, tick marks all around the, the bezel, no date. Um, 
I love how simple the dial is. It looks really good. It says for sure on top. The symbol, the 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 symbol of for sure is the 12 o'clock in the indices, right? Um index. It doesn't have an additional thing and then have the logo underneath. No. The logo of for sure is that 12 o'clock. So I thought that was a I think that's that's a pretty cool um play on the dial. Um, it pushes the the forcher higher, so it, you have a lot more of a clean dial. It says automatic in the bottom, um, 200 meters of water resistance, and yeah, I think it's it's a really good looking. This, this the hands on this watch are very close looking to what the Ocean King from from um, Monta has, right? And and I love that style of of hands because to me it it, it allows for a lot of legibility. Which for military folks and first responder, you know, that's top of the list of what we need. So, um, yeah, I think it's, it's great. This is, um, you know, and at the bottom it says USA made Japan movement. Was <laughs> No more American than that, right? So, um, yeah, classic tool watch. It's, it's amazing, $795. So now we're going back down in price. But this is, I think, is a really cool watch. Uh, I know the Forcher would do uh, pers personalization, so that's really cool. Um, really great guys. They're doing a lot of good stuff. And um, more stuff coming out. But this is, a, this is a really cool watch that I think will be great replacing my Zodiac as a do-it-all type of tool watch, you know, that I can, that I can use, you know, to take to the field. And next time they want to take us to do nothing and sit on a desk and uh act like we're doing something um but yeah um 40 41 hours of power reserve nh38 alpha movement which is 21.6 beats per hour um it's a 41 millimeter uh watch case thickness is 13.6 magnetic resistance 4800 it has a 128 click unidirectional Ceramic bezel, matte blue dial, super luminova, dome sapphire crystal, single anti-reflective coating, screw down crown. I mean, it ships on a NATO strap. What else can you ask for? This is an amazing watch, and I think for me, it would be a great choice to replace my my um, my Zodiac that I love. <laughs> you know, and kind of kind of the same price point right it's not the same the zodiac is going to be higher um i think the zodiac is about 1300 dollars, so it's going to be higher but you know a really good price point and again drill lugs which is something i love so yeah really cool i think it's a great uh watch to to replace and fortune is doing some good stuff man i know they're coming with some some new stuff they talked about it when we talked to them on the interview um but yeah, I mean, and this watch, it, you know, if you like the Tudor, you know, FXD with those, with that blue, I mean, that blue is really good. This is a very similar blue. It's a strap monster, man. Like you can put a lot of stuff in here and it will look really, really good. So I think it's a, I think it's a really good looking watch, man. For sure. For sure. All right, moving on.
Now, my next watch is a Tissot PRX. And for me, that one was also kind of hard because, you know, I like that it, it looks kind of vintage, kind of old looking. You know, it's not the same type of modern uh, sports watch. It, I don't have an integrated uh, bracelet watch from a U.S. company. But what I do have is a watch that the company itself uses a lot of vintage looking advertising. Uh, the watches look very vintage, great looking watches. Um, I've been a fan for a while. I mentioned them before. And to replace my Tissot PRX, I will go with the Laurier. With Laurier. Now on this one, Laurier has great watches all around every day. A 369 play on a on a uh, of a watch. It's really good looking. I love that dial, by the way. Um, they have sector dials. They have a lot of good stuff in there. But honestly, this is where I put my GMT. Because they came out not too long ago with the Hydra 3. 3. Oh my god, man. ESL here. <laughs> with the Hydra 3. And um, that is an amazing looking watch. Right? So... Now, it's again, it's not a integrated bracelet, but their watches look very vintage. And I love that about their watches. And this is definitely a micro brand. It's you know, small brand. Uh, by the way, they will be in Intersect Dallas next weekend, which I will be attending. And I'm super excited to go take a look at these watches in person. Um, great watch, man. It looks amazing. This is uh, the Hydra... Uh, Series 3 is, is really good looking. It's a diver, but it's a GMT diver. And um, they executed it extremely well. And I'll get into that right now, but uh, in a little bit. But, you know, Laurier is a husband and, and wife team. You know, they're based in New York City. Um, 2017, if I remember correctly, is when they came out. So, you know, a very... I guess recent or newish company but they've been doing great stuff man like really good stuff they they're advertising because their watches look like they're vintage their advertising is even that vintage look that a lot of them are black and white um i think is amazing man lorenzo and lauren or ortega i think is amazing um and and i love what they do so Going back to the watch, right? This is a, a, a diver, um, very vintage looking, it's brushed, but it has a diving vessel. And then it has an inner track for the 24 hours, which is white. The rest of it is kind of bluish gray, the, the dial itself and the, and the vessel. And the GMT hand is red. And that color combination is amazing. It looks really good. Um, I think it's... it's very well executed, and um, honestly, I I think is one of the best watches they have right now. Um, so yeah, it's really cool, really cool. So let's go through it, right? This is a Miyota ninety seventy five movement, which it's the new Miyota movement, true GMT movement. So again. This is a true GMT movement for those of you that care about that, right? Because a lot of people do. Honestly, I don't. I have traveled with my 
Grand Seiko, which is a true GMT movement. And I have traveled with my Seiko 5, which is not a true GMT movement. And honestly, it doesn't bother me at all. Because with the non-true GMT movements, I can isolate move the GMT hand, right? So what I do when I go somewhere with my Seiko 5 is I utilize my GMT hand as my hour hand. So that's what I move. The other one stays at home. And that's pretty much it. That way I don't have to move the minutes at all. So, and it's not that complicated. It's not that hard, honestly. Might take me 0.5 more seconds to, to tell the time. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of people that do care. They want true uh, GMT movement. And this is a true GMT movement with the new Miyota 9075. You know, what's great about this movement is it Boulevard used this movement a long time before microbrands started coming out with it. Obviously, Boulevard is a, is a bigger brand. They had access to it first, whatever. But they had it on one of their watches, the Wilton GMT first. And I never heard anything bad about that movement. So, obviously, it's a good, it's a good movement. And since it started getting co incorporated into microbrands, again... I haven't heard anything bad about it. it it's, it's a Miyota movement, but it's a true GMT movement. And Miyota makes some good movements, man. So, you know, I think this is great. It offers a chance for a microbrand like Laurier to provide a really good quality watch with a true GMT movement so snobs doesn't shit on it. So that's pretty cool. Now, it's a stainless steel case, water resistant to 200 meters, 120 clicks, uh, unidirectional bezel, Screw down crown. And this is the cool stuff that I love the most. And suck it if you don't. The crystal is a dome Hesalite crystal. So there you go. Right? I love it. I love it. I love Hesalite. I think the, the, the contortions of the light, how it plays with the dial and everything, I think is amazing. Um, I think it's great. You know, it's, it's, it's different. Everyone... Is doing sapphire, you know. They're they're sticking with their vintage hesalite. I think is an amazing play. Um, even the bezel is a hesalite insert. Again, I think it's smart. I think it's a good play on it to retain that vintage look, vintage, you know, playing light uh, with the crystal. So I love it. I think it's a is a great option. Uh, Super Luminova is a. Uh, on the bezel, inner dial, hour, minute, seconds, hand, you know, on the outer dial of the, which is the GMT inside the, inside the dial, um, it's great. It's, uh, the bracelets are fully articulating, which is one of the things that I love about their watches, they're fully articulating um, bracelets, uh, solid uh, links, which uh, they're secured by screws, so really cool. I think that makes it even better. Uh, push button clasp with three micro adjustment slots, which is another good thing. Um, and then what does it bring? Micro suede travel pouch, screwdriver for resizing the bracelet, and a poly watch tube so in a, in a cloth so that you can get scratches of your Hesalite and don't complain like some finance kid that still lives in the mama's uh, basement. <laughs> okay so um stop bugging now um 
I think that's great. You know, it's, I think it's a great compliment to to continue to provide the Hesalite crystal look vintage, provides that vintage look, but at the same time, it gives you that, you know, ability to take the scratches off because when it is Hesalite, the scratches are a little bit more noticeable. So that's okay. Now, this is a 41 millimeter case, 12, 12.2 millimeter case thickness. Um, 46 millimeter case length uh, from lug to lug, 20 millimeter lug width, and that tapers, the bracelet tapers from 20 to 16. An amazing tapering. And um, bracelet fits up to eight, eight inch wrist. So, Jason, you're safe. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, the, I think this is a great watch honestly uh and i think that this will fulfill my gmt uh providing me a true gmt movement like the grand seiko but at the same time giving me that vintage look that the tiso prx has so I, that's why i think is is a great way to replace my tiso prx now the date on this one is color match to the dial but it is at six o'clock which in my opinion is the superior placement for the date <laughs> so um so yeah that's uh that's the one that i would choose to replace my tso prx now moving on oris my oris aquas which i did not buy this watch this is a watch that i won um but recent is a diver i love it honestly i think is a is a great looking watch um i like the way the the case is made is different um but i wanted to go with something that i could use as a diver like the oars is but to completely trash around and not have to worry about it right not because the watch is is trash not at all opposite to that right so Let's get to it. Now, to replace my Oris Aquas, I chose the Trasca Freediver. And if you haven't heard of Trasca, you should go back and uh, listen to a couple of my episodes because I have mentioned this watch a lot. I think this is a, a great brand. And honestly, um, you know, I heard, I first heard of them. Um, couple of years ago through Teddy Baldessar and um, they were talking about decoding the Trasca uses uh, they use this coding in order to enhance scratch resistance to provide you know more I guess better tool watches I guess um, if you mind the the scratches but I think that was a cool thing to do, right? Because honestly, let's be honest, you know, I don't mind the scratches, but a lot of people do. And watches are not just sold to me or those of us that are in the AWWC group and, and love to scratch our watches. But uh, there's a lot of other people that buy watches, right? And they have to appeal to all of them. And a lot of people are safe queens. So they don't like to to uh to scratch the watches trask is a great option and i mentioned it before because 
the coding that they use goes up to 1200 vickers on the hardened scale so you get an extremely scratch resistant watch and i have a friend who has one and i've told this story before we try to scratch the watch with a um a spring bar tool which we all know scratch watch is extremely easy and we probably try to we probably in between quotations scratch the watch for 30 seconds before we stopped and there was not one scratch in the bracelet we did it on the clasp because it's the one is the part that you know touches on the desk all the time for those of us that are desk divers and um and at the same time, it's a place that if it did scratch, you know, my friend wouldn't hate me after that because I fucking scratched his watch. So, um, you know, I thought this is a very robust watch. And I think it would be a great option for me to replace my Oris. Not that the Oris doesn't see the field. I have taken, I took my Oris to the field when I was in the field. But this is... For those of us that, those of you that don't like scratching your watches, this watch, I'm telling you, will take a beating and not get scratched. So if you work in confined environments, if you're afraid of scratching your watch, you don't want to do it, get you a Traska Free Diver. I think it's a really good looking diver. And um, and it has that benefit of, uh, for you. It, they come in black dial, white dial, uh, kind of like a... Florida orange um, type of dial color. I don't know how to say this, but it's very, I don't know, not orange. I don't know. It's like orange slash pinkish. I don't know. That Florida color that everyone has. <laughs> so that color and then mint green. So there's also available with date and no date. For this, I would choose the no date. And I would go with the black dial just to replace my Oris Aquas with another black on black diver. Um, this is $635. So that's great. Oh, by the way, when I was talking about the Laureate, I didn't mention the price. That's $500, $499. So a damn steal of a watch. This one, going back to this one, this is $635 automatic dive watch 200 meters of water resistance this is a more classic or not classic um contemporary dive style watch uh you know very robust construction so yeah i, I think this is better it's i mean it's great to whether you know whether you work in an ambulance hidden and around your firefighter i think those are great the the trask symbol at 12 o'clock says Traska underneath and then automatic 200 meters of water resistance and that's it nothing else on the dial it looks really good um, again the no date is what I would choose and this is completely fully articulated links on the bracelet it has no it's just plain steel cover on the back it doesn't have see-through uh, cover but it has one, two, three, four, five micro adjust on the clasp, which is great. So I think that's a really good uh, for 
you know, people that like the micro adjustments. I think for me, I love micro adjustments because I'm always in between. So if you give me about five micro adjusts, it, that watch is going to fit perfect. So uh, I think it's, it's a smart idea. Now, this is a Miyota 9039 movement, which is a little bit higher end of the Miyota movements. Um, not the highest end, but a little bit higher end. Um, and then super, super Luminova, hand applied indices, rotating bezel, 120 click, unidirectional, loom ceramic insert uh, for the bezel, diamond cut hands. Um, it's kind of like, a, you know, the, the dial is lacquered, um, anti-reflective coating, solid end links. It's, again, a really good choice for an American uh, company for a watch. It has the Trasca symbol on the crown. Man, this is this is really good looking. You know, it's kind of like um, it's I, I, like uh, Brodinky says. Brodinky says the seconds hand like this ones are Martini seconds hand, not a lollipop. So yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with that. The Martini seconds hand. Uh, it looks really good. So yeah, Dome Sapphire Crystal. Really good. Looks really good. Honestly, uh, I think it's it's great. Now dimensions on this, you got a 40 and a half diameter, 48 lug to lug. The again tapering on this bracelet, amazing thing. Uh, 20 millimeters to 16, so really good tapering. Uh, I think it's it's great. So yeah, that's what I would choose to um, to replace my Oris Aquas. And by the way, when I said this goes to 1200 on the Harness Vicker scale. Typically, watches are between 200 to 600 on the Vicker scale for hardness. This is 1,200. So there you go for a difference, right? So you can compare. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, this is a really good looking watch. You haven't taken taken a look at it. Go take a look at it because I think they deserve drill lugs, by the way. So, you know, I love that. And they're based in Jacksonville, Florida. So, again, go go take a look. I think they're a great company. Screw down crown. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. 42 hours of power reserve. Now, for my next watch and this one, ooh, man. All right, look. Those of you that have been listening for a while or follow my Instagram, you know I have a Notice Deep. And I got the Notice Deep for AW, the, they collaborated with AWWC. This will tell you something, okay? And I mentioned this on my Instagram. This is the most exciting watch to me of the whole year. I don't give a flying fuck about what Swatch does with Blanc Pond or the Moon Swatch or anything Rolex put out or anything Omega put out. I don't give a shit. This watch is the most exciting to me, honestly. And I said this before and I will continue to say it, period. So, you know, we also, by the way, we also had Wes from Notice on the Government Cheese Time. So if you haven't seen it, go on YouTube, take a look at it. You know, Wes is an amazing guy. These guys over there are doing great uh, things. And we talked about this watch a lot. So, um, yeah, go take a look. But 
you know, this this watch to me represents a lot of what's moving the U.S. market forward when it comes to watches, right? This is a platform that they took, kind of like what Omega does with the Seamaster, right, family. And they took that and made a family of sector watches inside the sector uh, platform. And that is something that is amazing, okay? That is something that's... It might seem that they're just trying to save money on the platforms. But the difficulty of getting such different watches on one platform is insane. Okay, especially for a company that doesn't have the resources that someone like Omega or Tudor have. So I'm telling you, this is an amazing watch. And this is $599. I can't replace it with anything. And it is an American company. So I'm not going to replace it with anything. And I'm going to say, I'm going to replace my Notice Deep with the Notice Deep from AWWC. And that's it. Okay. So period. Because to me, this is unbeaten. Unbeaten this year. Period. You know, it, it provides a lot. It's, it's, it's a Destro, which I love. Um, you know, the AWWC one has the crown to the second power like jason says and cody um with the awc crown on the crown uh, of the watch but everything from the case the the matte finishing the the combination of how the dial and indices represent something from from sin and from um from a tutor and from from seiko and you get that tapering bracelet which if you have been listening for a while, I have always seen the praises of Notice bracelets. I think they're the best bracelets on the micro brand, period. Um, and they're innovating with the clasp, with a micro just clasp that is actually usable without having to take your watch off. Um, so honestly, it's 500 meters of water resistance. I have talked about this watch a lot, so I'm not going to do it again. But period. You know, this one would not get replaced. And it is an American company. So, suck it. I'm doing it. All right? So, <laughs> that's that. Um, yeah. Great watch. Great watch. This is 39 millimeter, uh, 38 millimeter case with an overhang that makes the watch be 42 millimeters. But it wears like a 39.40. Okay. Uh, 47 lug to lug. 20 millimeter a lug width, screw down crown, flat sapphire crystal, blue anti-reflective coating, 120 click, unidirectional bezel, dual functional timing, 60 minute and 12 hour marking, markings, DLC matte uh, black steel on the bezel, uh, fully loomed, super luminova, 500 meters of water resistance, the bracelet tapers from 20 to 18, it has the proprietary Nodex clasp, and it, what can I say, man? What can I say? This is just... A freaking amazing watch so yeah that's pretty much it and it's a seiko nh35 it is regulated to plus minus seconds uh plus minus 10 seconds per day by notice and i will testify to the fact that their watches are pretty much that okay so they're doing a really good job i had a notice that was actually better than plus minus 10 seconds it was plus minus five seconds so really good watches and this is a 
monster of a watch to take pictures. All right. So if you're an Instagrammer for watches, hey, this watch is super easy to take pictures. It's amazing. So that's that. <laughs> All right. So for my last watch, this one is my Cassioke. And, you know, the last one I bought is the green dial that is metal. Um, so I wanted to go with something that we could use. I use those the most for PT, right? And I put them on an elastic uh, strap. And I think it's super comfortable to wear. It provides me the ability to have an analog digital type of watch that I can have both the both, best of both worlds on it. And, um, and it's very robust, right? So what brand can give me something like that? And I went with Timex. And if you thought about Timex, congratulations, because it's probably the, the best brand to replace a Casio or a G-Shock. So what would I go with? Because there is a lot of Timexes. So I chose two to let you guys choose what you think is the best one. What The two that I would buy, um, the least likely, okay, but I think this is a super cool watch, is the Timex T80 Steel 36 millimeter resin um, strap watch. The watch case itself is stainless steel, but the strap is resin. So it just it has super cool colors. It goes from green to like a very indie type of blue um, with some purple on it, very light purple. So it looks super cool. I know it doesn't sound like it, but it looks super cool. It's completely uh, digital alarm, all that stuff in the glow. Um, $99, but it looks extremely cool. I'm telling you, Google it. T Timex T80 um, steel with the resin strap. Different colors, variations, but the green with blue is the best one in my opinion. Um, but the one that I would replace this one more than likely with is the Timex Command Encounter resin strap watch this is 100 i have never seen this watch but i swear on my life they saw the g-shock release the casio and they were like we're doing something similar and they released this watch because it says shock in the bottom and everything but it is pretty much what you get with a casio without the on the nose shape of the casio right so this is more square than it is circular right but it still has the angles it has one two three four five six seven eight angles right so an octagon but at the same time it's more square than it is circular even the inner dial is square instead of circular so it gives you that look um that is not identical to the g-shock uh casio or the Royal Oak, but um, inside it is almost identical. You get the small window on the bottom right with the time or date and the, the different digital ver uh, options. On the left at the nine o'clock, you get the actual analog marker for the days. And then you have the hour, the main hands are analog. So this is very similar to the damn Casio G-Shock 
and I hadn't seen it until I did the research for this, but it's very similar. So I think, and because it's square, it wears a little bit smaller. So um, it's 45 millimeters, but it wears a little bit smaller than the than the Casio. Um, but this, very similar. And I think it's the perfect option to replace the the casio g-shock i think this is great and it comes in black blue and kind of like a stone color or not blue my bad green green and kind of like a sandstone color um and it's it's, it's great this is 149 dollars very much like the price of the casios um this is amazing all right and I like Timex. I think Timex is a U.S. brand, but it's it's been around for so long, you know. They and a lot sometimes they have bounced around trying to find their way, but I think lately they have found a lot of success. And uh, this is a really good 100 meters of water resistance, so not as robust when it comes to water resistance as the Casio because that's 200 meters. But 100 meters is totally fine. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean you have an alarm. You have a countdown timer, chronograph watch, shock resistance, uh, ISO 1413 certification. Um, this is great. This is great. This is what I would choose to replace my Casio. Um, $149. It's a great option. Great option, honestly. <laughs> and, you know, what's crazy, let me, let me take a look at this real quick. Because if this watch, when it comes to the strap... Yep, strap lug width is 16 millimeters. So that's an issue, right? Because finding straps, you're gonna it's probably gonna play kind of like the the G-Shock that you're gonna need an adapter. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a great 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 watch. So yeah, um, those are the watches that I chose to replace. Some of the watches are mainly the watches that I have bought within the last year um, to replace them with. So this for that, or uh, what would I have bought if I didn't bought those? And I did it a little bit different than the, the, the other guys, the other podcast. I decided to go with American companies other than just um, a different watch period to make it a little bit harder. But I think this was a great exercise and I'll tell you why. Honestly, I have been thinking, and this exercise made me think that I can do this, about switching my whole collection just to American watch, American company watches. Um, look, I get it, man. You know, I have collected for a long time. I have a lot of watches. And, it, it, you know, at this time, it's just... The typical watch brands don't excite me as much. And that's something that many people, you know, are experiencing. But they just don't. And, um, you know, the way they continue to increase prices and at the same time putting people in between you and the brand, you know, there is no connection to them. So it's, I don't know. It's just there's, I'm at the point where I'm playing more on the microbrand level and i think that the u.s microbrand market is doing an amazing doing amazing things 
And I know some of these people, and they're doing amazing freaking jobs. Um, so, honestly, I've been thinking about making this happen. And uh, and this exercise for this episode actually made me think that I can make it happen. The one thing that I don't know if I can make happen is getting rid of my Grand Seiko. Because honestly, I'm a Grand Seiko fanboy, and I don't know if I can do that. But maybe keep that one and replace all the other ones. <laughs> I don't know, but, you know, and I get it, you know, Zodiac, technically an American company, you know, but I want to replace it anyway, because I wanted to go more on the micro brand side, so, or smaller brands, or newer brands, right, so, yeah, I think uh, this was a great episode, I loved it, I hope you guys enjoyed it, I've been trying to do this for the last two weeks, Um, unfortunately it hasn't worked out, but, you know, and on top of that, you know, more bad news. I just heard my leave got disapproved because we're doing the same exercise, version two, on the same time that I was taking leave to go to wind up in New York. So, unfortunately, I, I'm, I won't be there. So, it sucks because I really wanted to be there, you know, um get to talk to some of the brands, get to, you know, meet some people in, in person, um, hang around with Jason and Cody, but it just wasn't able to make it happen. So yeah, October, about three weeks of October, man, I'm going to be doing, um, the same exercise again. So it might be an absence. I'm going to try to record and, and pre-program, the the episodes to release in my absence but yeah it sucks but it is what it is you know now um this weekend though i am gonna be i am gonna be going to and attending intersect in dallas so i'm gonna be hanging with uh notice guys dryden uh laurier so i'm gonna be hanging with justin from recon team Fursberg. Or watch blog, Rick and Team watch blog. So it's gonna be amazing. Uh, finally meet him in person, and um, me and Justin are going to do an episode. So the next episode is gonna be me, Justin, talking about Intersect Dallas. So it's gonna be a great episode. Um, I think this is is gonna be a great event. So stay tuned. Hopefully you guys enjoy that episode too. And other than that, that's all I got. Talk to you guys later, and. See you soon.